Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, welcome. Happy Saturday. We are off and running home improvement, KMOX. So many things to talk about. What more can you talk about than on KMOX? Yep. 314-436-7900-436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I have a very special guest in the studio. We're going to talk about all things important, pertinent, about your comfort, your health, your safety, and the secure investment of your home. You bet. I have with me now Randy Pantano of Helitech. Randy, good morning. Welcome back. Yes, good morning, sir. Glad to be here. So ha- so happy to have you here. Yes, we're glad to be here as well. Now tell me, uh, you're out and about. Uh, what things are uh, are you seeing out in the real community of uh, St. Louis and metropolitan listening land? Oh, well, you, this crazy weather, as you know, you know, you don't know whether to put the heat on or the AC on, and uh, the good old Missouri clay reacts the same way with this shrinking and swelling of the clay soil, playing havoc on foundations, and uh, still seeing uh, a lot of settling issues from the drought. Uh, as a result of that, uh, cracks people have never seen before. Doors that are stuck and don't open, things like that, are, are still happening, even though we've got some rain from the severe drought we just went through and yeah, the weather, yeah. extreme weather changes. Uh, what mm-hmm. things, uh, do you, uh, walking through the homes uh, for a homeowner, how do they know uh, when calling Helitech is the appropriate thing as they walk through, you know, little windows, doors? You know, what what is it that you look for that a homeowner can know when it's appropriate to call? Yes, when you a lot of times a crack off a window or door is very common, and a door uh, doesn't close or the keeper uh, doesn't lock anymore, mm-hmm. uh, those are those are signs. And then cracks in the foundation seem to getting wider, especially V shape, wider top, smaller at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's the time to call Heel Tech. Yes, sir. All right, mm-hmm. Randy, will you stick around with us today? Yes. All mm-hmm. right. Randy Pantano, Helitech Waterproofing and Home Repair, or uh, Foundation Repair, excuse me. We have phone lines open, so much to talk about. 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I own Mosby Building Arts. Uh, We are a 70-year-old firm, at least for the next two months. We're 70 years old, about to uh, roll around 71. Uh, Actually founded in November, about mid-November of 1947 is when my father uh, started um, doing work in his garage for neighbors and people around him. So maybe we're going to hit 71 before I thought. Uh, We can talk about that and more, but uh, we are licensed architects and we are a home remodeling contractor. uh, That So when you think about where do I start the architect or the contractor, frankly, our whole claim to fame is why don't you just get them both and let them figure out what needs to be done and in what order. So that's really where we fall with Mosby Building Arts. We also have exteriors and right baths. We have a very quick bathroom. Uh, it's it's a fast turnaround, but it is a full bathroom gut remodel. It's not a layover plastic something or other. It's a very uh, different alternative uh, than uh, most. So anyway, uh, any any contacts, you can uh, contact me through callmosby.com, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y.com, callmosby.com, or 314-909-1800. Right now, let's get up and running and get started with uh, some phone calls. I think it's time to get Randy and myself uh, earning our salt here on Camwex. Let's start with Dan. Dan, good morning. Welcome to Camwex, my friend. How can I help? 
Oh, Scott, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I was wondering, um, about two weeks ago, there was a water main break in our area of our condominium. They turned off our water for a while to repair it. it. took them a few days to finally get it. But ever since then, when we flush our toilets, turn on the water, there's like moaning in the pipes. Yeah. Is there any way I can do that myself at home to get rid of that, or do I need to call a plumber? Uh, no, I would. Uh, this is kind of like uh, home care. You know, it's like, well, take a bath, clean yourself up, put a Band-Aid on it, you know, see how you're doing on the first round before you go uh-huh. to the, the doctor, really. So uh, what I would suggest, Dan, is uh, when there's a water main break, you've got debris flying through that whole system. Uh, uh-huh. So the idea is to try and flush it. Uh, ideally, when I'm around a water main break, I'll tweet out uh, or send something out on Facebook. You know, just turn on your garden hose for as long as possible. You're already too late for that. But the idea is flush that grit out the garden hose into the yard and don't get it lodged in the um, lavatory, fa- lavatory faucet valve, the shower valve, the sink, uh, the dishwasher, the clothes. You know, they're just so many moving uh-huh. parts on those on those things. Yeah. Uh, so now you're kind of stuck. You've got some grit or debris in there. Um, and the idea, number one, uh, start by removing the aerator on the ends of all your faucets. Do you know? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Unscrew that. You'll find a little bit of sand grit. And really for the next, I do that once a week for the next two weeks uh, because you're going to get sand and grit on the end of that. But that's not really going to Uh, answer the rest or it might so flush every faucet flush every toilet go ahead and let it honk and do its you know uh, (laughs) bird honking if it will Uh, and then once you get everything flushed through where every faucet has been turned on uh, then I would shut off the water to the house at the Uh uh, shut off main shut off to the house and then drain down your whole house Uh, And that means open every faucet. And so you're going to drain the water out. And if you've got a laundry sink or a basement bathroom or even, you know, something like that or a a hose bib for the garden hose, whatever. But on the second floor, just turn them all on and it'll take 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour to get those all drained out. Okay. And what you're doing now is you're putting air back inside that system. Uh-huh. Um, and so, uh, you know, how old is your house, Dan? It's only about two years old. Perfect, perfect. Well, minutes, uh-huh. then you've got uh, hammerheads or arresters. You've got air chambers up inside your copper plumbing pipes uh, uh-huh. for this reason, but they get waterlogged. So, And they work like a shock absorber in a car system. Okay. So drain now. that all out, shut your water off on every faucet, and then turn it back on. And now you're going to knock a little debris loose by draining the water out. Start uh-huh. by your garden hose and f- turn your garden f- hose on. And they will spit and sputter, and it'll go on for a minute, minute and a half. So burp every faucet, flush every okay. toilet, all that sort of stuff. And if, if you can't do it then, if that doesn't fix it, now you're calling the plumber. Okay. Yep. I got it. Okay, well, thank you very much. And, Dan, if you if you get lost in there, I've got a way of how to winterize your house, which very carefully describes on callmosby.com if you do one of those searches, how do I drain my water system? I've got a real long explanation of that you can refer to there. Awesome. Okay, we will do. Okay, Dan, take care. Good Appreciate luck. Appreciate your time. Yes, All sir. Right. Randy, we're off and running, uh, not so much on, on water and burp and pipe hammer, but, golly, we're uh, 
we're, we're off and running here. Yes, sir. What yeah. do you have up for the afternoon after you're here? I know you're uh, sometimes a one-armed paper hanger here. You, yes. Yeah? Yeah, there's still still appointments here with the, with the holidays coming. People are wanting to get things done, you know, and not yeah. have their house tore up over the holiday weekend. So we're still very busy with appointments. Okay. And uh, booking out actually the first of the year. Wow. Um, Wow. Right now well, on work. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Will you stick around? Mm-hmm. Randy yes. Pantano, Scott mm-hmm. Mosby, Cam Wex, Home Improvement at your service. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Oh, yes, it is live and lively. Randy Pantano of Helitech, Scott Mosby of KMOX. We are at your service. 50,000 watts. Bosco the gerbil in the back behind me on the treadmill pumping out the generator. And we are just making electricity in order to talk to you. 314-436-7900-436-7900. Toll free 800-925-1120. We've got quite a few seats here in the classroom this morning. Come on in. Bring your favorite hot cup of cocoa, coffee, cold uh, drink, whatever it is, iced tea, and come on in, sit down. Might need a notepad, but feel free to raise your hand, call in. We'll answer your question in the order you come in. Let's get fired up and speak with a very patient Tom. Tom, good morning. Welcome. Welcome to KMOX, my friend. How can we help you here? Well, thanks for your show. Uh, I have a kitchen sink, and the water pr- is fine, and then the water pressure on the on the sink on hot and cold because it's connected together. And then if I take the sprayer that's separate from the sink mm-hmm. and I spray it, then my pressure comes back on, and I have to, have to keep doing this to get my pressure. Uh, there's a diverting valve on your sprayer. Uh, basically, how old is your faucet here, Tom? I put it in about four years ago. Uh, uh, well, first off, the, um, I don't know, but I think the diverter valve, which is about a six or seven dollar valve, uh, at the base of the hose down under the sink on the base of that sink faucet, that is what typically wears out, and it's not rocket science. So pressing that sprayer lever, you know, the on the end of the hose, yeah. uh, that generally does a good job back and forth. However, you may have some grit or debris in there or lodged in either the shutoffs on the hot or cold down below, uh, but most likely it's in the faucet body itself. I'm going to suggest, Tom, that you rebuild that with a new cartridge for that faucet. Okay, thank, thank you. You know, before you told that gentleman about the pressure with the knocking of the pipes, you are absolutely right on on that because I had the same problem and I did the same thing and it solved the problem. Excellent. Well, you just have to touch all the bases and make sure that, you know, things that we can do as homeowners that, you know, we're not paying a plumber a zillion dollars an hour to drain my pipes, <laughs> you know. So. Yep, yep. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Thanks. I just don't mind calling the surgeon. I just don't want the surgeon out, you know, washing my floors for me. I'd rather wash my own floors and then call the surgeon when I need brain surgery, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Bye now. Mm, bye-bye. Home improvements, so much to talk about. And uh, on those faucets, and even for Tom, um, the valve, when you get four or five years old, and especially with the water main breaks and, and frankly, just the debris flying around, you know, Randy, you've been around the block, you know, how often and how simple is it to just get some debris, you know, lodged in a little valve O-ring or something in a faucet? Yes, it doesn't take much at all. Yeah, 
you know, so what I'm advising to Tom is, is replace the valve. Basically, what that means is he's going to pull it out, rinse it off, and you can put the old one back in. But, you know, for $12, you're better off just putting in the new, uh, you know, guts, I think. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to do the labor, by the time you've spent the hour or two doing this thing, you're better off just changing the valve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, Randy, you know, that brings up an interesting uh, conversation that over the years, when you have water coming into a basement, that water from the outside of the house is flowing through soil, you know, and when it gets into the house, it's mud. Well, when you have mud inside that basement, for me, you know, the old engineering mine and going around in circles inside my head, well, where did that mud come from? Mm -hmm. And if it did... Uh, there must be a void over where the mud came, you know, so I get as worried about not only just dewatering, mm-hmm. but structurally the effects of, you know, keeping the water away from the house too. Do you, uh, do you notice any issues when you come into a house and there's just a lot of mud in a basement and you've got, you know, waterproofing issues, you know, how often do you think about, oh, you, we may want to talk about some piers here. Yeah, I had one this week, as a matter of fact, in, in Webster Groves where the uh, the water was gone, but there was an inch of dirt still on the floor, and you could see the stream of water, how it went to the floor drain. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so, not good. <laughs> no, it's undermined the footing, yeah, yeah. because the soil is never put back. It's washed out, eroded, and uh, they have not only a waterproof problem now, but a structural issue as well from undermining the, the footing. Yeah, it's it, they just don't mm-hmm. they don't fix themselves. That's um, correct. <laughs> but they do equalize the pressures. So if you pull enough mud out from underneath the foundation, uh, that foundation will move. That's mm-hmm. equ- it'll equalize the pressure. Think of it as a big uh, earthquake, you know, yes. seismic activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling. I'm talking to the you it's know okay. choir here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Randy, what's the phone number for Helitech? How do we get a hold of you guys when when it's time for the surgeons? You can call one eight hundred two four six ninety seven twenty one, or you can reach us at HealTechOnline dot com. Okay. Well, you ready for another phone call? Yes, sir. Let's see what's cooking here with Wilma. Hey, Wilma, Randy, and Scott here. How can we help you? I, you talk about the Ridex for kitchen sinks. Yes. Would you tell us? Uh, how much to use and how to use it? Uh, Wilma, it is a, uh, all that is is think of it as powdered chocolate milk in the dry form. So I put a tablespoon, you know, the big spoon. I just pull it out of my, you know, cutlery drawer. I don't do anything. This is not rocket science. And I'll fill up a big drinking glass, usually around 20 ounces. Uh, and it, I make it tepid, you know, warm water because I want these critters as bacteria to grow. And I just put that in and mix it around. Uh, there's also a liquid form of Rid-X, which you can just dump straight in. You don't need, you know, follow the instructions. You don't need to dilute that at all. And the idea, Wilma, is just to get it in your pipes. Don't flush it way down the, you know, let the sink run real long time or flush the toilet four times. You just want to put it in there kind of at night before you go to bed dump it down the toilet, you know, flush the toilet once or put it in the sink and run the faucet for five seconds, just enough to get it down to the P-trap or into the pipes. Let that uh, bacteria eat up the, you know, the organic residue on the inside of the pipes. And just leave it set all night then. Yeah, don't, you know, you don't want to flush it away. Now, uh, the, the instructions will say, you know, uh, because if you have a septic tank, the idea and what Ridex is designed for is for these bacteria to flush all the way down into the septic tank and and recharge uh, the tank with that bacteria. Uh, and and th- all that septic tank is is it's a big intestine like you and I have. It just, you know, digests stuff. 
Um, but if we don't have, if you dump enough chlorine bleach down there, you'll kill everything in your septic tank and there won't be any bacteria left to break down the solids. That's all the septic tank does and that's what Ridex is, is the bacteria to put back in there. So, um, you know, the idea that where I come from, and this is nowhere on the Ridex website, and they called me once and said, what are you telling those people in St. Louis? And I said, you know, the stuff's 10 bucks. I mean, how wrong can you go with 10 bucks? You can kind of eat it. It's not a big deal. Just put it in the pipes and let, you know, it can't hurt the pipes. And they're like, well, yeah, but that's not an approved use. It's like, well, if it works and it doesn't hurt anything, I think it's pretty good. So anyway, that's that's my advice. I've been crazy for 20 years. Then. Yeah, it's the same stuff. It's just critters. Now, I did have a, a caller uh, that had a powder that he had kept for a long time, and uh, he advised storing the powder in a Ziploc bag because these are bacteria, and if you get moisture and humidity into that box, that stuff will start growing, and he claimed he had critters growing in his box of Ridex. So he advises, and I think it's great at, you know, advice in, in the Midwest where it's humid here, is definitely when if you have a, a box of Ridex, the dry stuff, when you open it up, you only need a little bit. It'll last you 20 years, even using it on a regular basis. But he advised very strongly, Ziploc that bag closed. So if you get critters, they stay inside the bag. That's a good idea, yes. Yeah. Well, I thank you very much for your show. Wilma, and just, uh, yeah, if you if it's been a while since you've uh, done anything or haven't done the RIDX, I advise once a month for about the first year. And then, you know, frankly, I do it whenever I remember it after that because, you know, if you're keeping things clean on a preventive maintenance schedule, you know, generally that. And, and when, the, when the residue is gone, you know, the bacteria just kind of dies out. It just runs out of food and it starts, you know, so you can't, can't mess this up. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, Wilma, thank you. Bye. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, Randy Pantano. We are here at your service. Uh, these are some of the off-the-grid uh, uh, ideas that I'll bring, and it just comes with some experience and common sense, um, and it takes some experience to find out whether there's any value in some of these crazy ideas. Not all ideas are good. <laughs> or let me say this, not all good ideas work. Um, you know, and, and, you know, as kind of really, that's the definition of my career is there's always a new technology. Somebody's coming out with something and they do this or that. And, you know, and, and if they, if that technology doesn't get along with the existing structure or it's in apply or it's misapplied in some way, you know, it can cause some serious problems, movement. And then we're calling Randy of Helitech to come over because, you know, some new uh, soil compaction technique pushed the foundation across, you know, pushed it in or something. You know, so anyway. Hey, Randy, so uh, frankly, uh, what areas do you uh, cover? What areas does Helitech cover um, in terms of uh, the metropolitan area? Yeah, we cover the entire uh, St. Louis area, St. Charles, uh, all the way out to Columbia, Missouri, as far as that concerned. And then on the, the east side, we go all over the Peoria uh, Morton, Illinois area, so uh, uh, Kentucky, Cape Girardeau, we were large, very, very large area. So if you can our hear areas. our voice. Yes, yeah, absolutely. All right. 50,000 watts. 50, yeah, right. <laughs> it it kind of defines where Helitech goes. Uh, uh, it, well, you were founded years ago in uh, on the east side, too, so it's interesting. You know, people say, well, is it only St. Louis? It's like, well, mm -hmm. no, no. If you can hear my voice, they're, they're you know. Sure. Have skill, will travel. That's correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll get into the methods a little bit later on, uh, you know, what happens in a, a waterproofing, how you look at a house, the process, uh, some of the crack repair techniques that uh, are in your arsenal, uh, some of the various foundation reinforcing methods. You game for that? Mm-hmm. All right. Randy Pantano, Helotech, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. We've got a few more seats in the classroom. That means phone calls. Hey, you've been holding out on me. I know that question is back there. If you can remember it, and that may be the challenge. It's like, yeah, I know I had a question for Scott. I just don't remember it from last week. 314-436-7900, toll free, 800-925-1120. And Randy knows more than just foundations and waterproofing, so we can ask him all kinds of things. Here on X. stay tuned. Call in. We're lonely here downtown in Camelxville. Call us. We're unhappy soon. Hey guys, this is Alex and Amy, and we are back with another season of Wendy's Week in Hockey, but now a new time, Monday nights from 7 to 9 o'clock. Join us for Blues Conversation, player and coach interviews, NHL roundups, and more. We'll take you inside the locker room and around the league. All of that comes your way every Monday night on your home for the best Blues coverage, KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, stay tuned and uh, keep on top of this because uh, we're having seminars pretty much every month. Uh, starting the beginning of the year, some of the topics coming up in 2018 are shut the door, exterior replacements, things about exterior design, uh bathroom remodel as well as master bath remodel uh, additions how to pop up and add on space to make the house bigger remodel create a new home right where it is gourmet kitchen designs also uh, lower level take your lower level to the next level all those sorts of things so those are the things that are in your mind just thinking about it batting it back and forth with your partner your spouse uh Come ahead. Anyway, you can find out more at callmosby.com. But stay tuned. That's coming back after the holidays. Right now, let's fire up the phone line, see what's happening, and speak to our friend, Greg. Good morning, sir. How can we help you? Hey, Will. Good morning. I have a question, and I'm asking this for my sister, who has been needing a roof for a while, and she's got things things blowing off and the tail, et cetera, from the past. Okay. Um, her insurance company is claimed that is denying her claim, saying the damage is not in the time frame they want, like over a year old or whatever. But the problem is a, a neighbor of hers, actually just two houses down, just got a replacement roof, and she's checking with them to make you know, see if her insurance has covered it. If their insurance has covered, you know, a house right by. Does she have some other course of action to fight her insurance company as far as getting hers done as well? Uh, Greg, it it, it matters, it, but there is a time frame. This is a contract law issue. Uh, for example, if a chunk of the roof blows off, um, and the homeowner kn- knows it or doesn't know it, and they just don't pay attention to it, more damage can occur. So the insurance company's uh, loss can get bigger and bigger and bigger. So they right. have a time and a pressure on the homeowner saying, we'll cover your loss according to our agreement, but by golly, you've got to tell us when something goes wrong. You just can't 
you know, leave town for six months and then get around to it later. So they have right. they have a notice well, time. She just, a, she just doesn't know when and how much there was until yeah. you know she sees tiles on the you know on the on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has no idea how long the damage has been there, et cetera. But if a neighbor has done, has got a roof done, uh, just didn't know if she had recourse with that. Well, it depends when that notice. So let's pretend that the homeowner called uh, their claim in six months ago, and now they're just getting the roof on. So keep right. that in mind. So six months ago plus twelve months, that you know the the that occurrence or or loss might have happened year and a half mm-hmm. ago. Uh, I would certainly call a roofer or get somebody else in there for a second opinion on this because some of well, it she has. Uh, you know, she knew there was some damage, so she's had you know one or two and the roofer actually met the the insurance company and said yeah there is damage you know here it is yeah but they're saying well that was pretty that was too old and that's basically all they want to say yeah well then it it moves the burden of proof onto the homeowner so you're uh-huh. kind of stuck into almost a legal dance and 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 contract stuff that is yeah. different than is you know Randy do you have any suggestions well, he's he's stuck in the middle. You're right, Scott. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's. Uh, yeah, what well, makes it tough is like if a neighbor insurance covers a neighbor's house, well, you know, it, it's just kind of like one insurance going against another and saying, you know, I guess that's kind of where what she's kind of ticked off about. Yeah. No, I understand the yeah. issue. Um, it, it's. Um, if you've got a roofer talking to the adjuster, you pretty much have a good interpreter there to, um, you know, kind of advance or protect the homeowner's interest. But if they're going to deny the claim, um, you know, I, I would go back to that roofer. Uh, but frankly, it is an agreement. And, and time frame, I don't know how to beat that one. I really, it, you know, you go back through the weather occurrences and find out with the weather service, was there hail damage or wind, uh, excessive wind in that zip code in that area? Right. So you're kind of putting, there's a, pri- there's a private adjuster service that is set up to um, challenge the uh, claims of a uh, insurance adjuster. I will okay. say that many times the private adjusters work for the insurance companies as well, so they know how the game works. Yeah. Uh, but when you're getting into time frame like that, you know, it's kind of a he said, she said, and it's a real tough one. Just yeah. to, you know, and if you get to the legal thing and you start calling, you know, attorneys or, you know, you're going to spend more money on that than fixing the roof. Okay. Well, so, uh, and I know somebody gave me a, there's like a, an insurance, like a, not a, not so much a hotline, like a, a complaint thing. Uh, and what good that would do, I don't know. Maybe it's just a place to make a complaint, but, uh well, I'll just relay the info and see what she does. Yep, sir. I, I think that's a good plan, Greg. All right. Well, I appreciate your help, and, uh, yeah, give us wishes luck. All right, sir. Good luck, my friend. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye now. Next up, let's see what's happening here with Robert here, Randy and Scott. How how can we help you, Robert? Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I, have, I have a quick question for you. I, uh, I own a home. I'll give you the facts real simply. I own a home by, it uh, measures about 27 by 30. Okay. Uh, it's an old house. It's about 50 years old. And uh, I uh, have interior walls. The interior perimeter walls are 
actually like a stucco concrete. Okay. okay. So so it's it's uh, it's about three and a half inches thick. The exterior is brick, and of course with the interior walls like that, it really limits me on running power, plumbing, and also mounting my cabinets in the kitchen. So my question being is, I'm thinking about demoing out the front wall, which uh, faces the front, which is where the kitchen, the front door, and a large picture window is. So thinking about demoing out that concrete and replacing it with a 2x6 frame. Now, if I replace it by a 2x6 frame, I can frame out my window, I can frame out my front door, and I'd have plenty of mounting uh, and ability to mount my uh, kitchen cabinets. So is that a good idea? Uh, Have you heard of that problem before? Uh, it's very common. It's just figuring out whether that's a load-bearing wall or not. I mean, I, I, welcome to my world. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, and and frankly, it is a structural engineering assessment uh, starting down in the basement. Where you know, first off, what type of roof do you have? Do you have a gable roof, or this, or is this a hip roof with four slopes in four different directions? No, it's it's a gable roof. It's a it's a one and a half story. So there is a bedroom above the wall that I'd like to demo out. But but again, if I frame it out, I think if I frame it out with a two by six and use double bracing and everything else, I should be okay. The the foundation below is in very, very good shape. The the floor joists in the basement are in very good shape. Uh so I was hoping that maybe I can, you know, get a structural engineer and then demo that out and replace it with a two by six wall. Again, it allows me the opportunity to run my electrical uh, frame out the door, frame out the window, and get the get the cabinets in the kitchen a lot easier. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, Robert. I would. I'd start with a structural engineer, <clears throat> and if you do yeah. this, you're going to need plans and a permit just to make sure that the, you know, the code of enforcement authorities are coming along. You know, if they come right. back in ten years when you're selling the house or twenty, and like, well, what what's this? So they won't. They I understand. Won't. Yeah, but if you're going to consult a structural engineer or architect, you're in good. You're in good place. That's the right thing there, Robert. And it's a good idea too. I love where yeah. you're going. Yeah, it's just it's just going to make it so much easier uh, to do the windows, doors, the kitchen, and uh, run whatever electrical wiring I may need for some plug outlets as well. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I like the All way right. you're thinking. Okay. All right, Robert. Thank you, Thank you so much for your time. Great show. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. And as long as you start with a structural engineer, golly, you know, it's like, well, you know, the... Ankle bone holds up the leg bone. The leg bone holds up the hip bone. The hip bone holds up the spine, and the spine holds up everything else. So as long as you know how that all goes together, it's all the same. Uh, Randy, do you get into any of that where you have interior load-bearing walls uh, at Helitech where you're supporting or um, uh, doing some kind of repair? I mean, there all these beams aren't always the right, you know, they're just, they fail. What kind of interior structural things do you do? Yeah, there's there's not, not a whole lot of that because people know their load bearing walls and do not change them. But like we said there, with the engineering first, uh, you know, the two by sixes is an excellent idea as well. But the little saying, "Measure twice and cut," you can never do enough study ahead of time uh, to make sure they're not load bearing. Yeah. Uh, but then what what happens is it does affect, like you see, you mentioned, oh, the basement's in good shape, floor joists are in good shape. When you take out a load bearing wall, that's no longer the case. Yeah. And we run into situations where they think it's a foundation issue and it's really a floor joist oh. or the I beam and, and support post now uh, cannot take the load because the load now has been transferred to a different place at a house. Yeah. And uh, things like that can happen. So there's all kind of problems when you transfer loads and you can't say enough about engineering ahead of time. 
Now, you at Helitech, you have, uh, you know, licensed engineers on staff, do you not? Uh, six, as six a matter of fact. Oh, my gosh. Do they ever agree? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that always is for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Randy, we're going to take a break and come back for more here on the uh, Helitech Home Improvement and Foundation Repair Show on KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, Randy Pantano of Helitech with us here today. Scott Mosby here at your service. And let's get back to the phones and speak with Mary. Good morning, Mary. How can we help you, my friend? Good morning, and thank you for uh, your ideas if you give me any. I'll make it short and sweet because your (laughs) clock's running and mine, but yours. Okay, so I have a front porch, concrete, 47-year-old house or some such, and where the face of the porch meets the grass, there's a space there where I don't know if chipmunks broke it over the years, you know how they are, and so there's like a hole there, and... um, You know, we're not sure what to do, but my husband, who was in construction, is is pretty bright about things. He said maybe get, like, a bag of cement and mix it up and feed it in there, maybe put some near the hole under the porch itself, and then maybe slap on, you know, spatula, whatever you do, uh, the rest of the cement over the hole to prevent any more entry from chipmunks. Although a cat got one, so I haven't seen any since. Oh, sounds like cats are a good idea then. (laughs) Well, but I don't have one now. But, yeah, I saw him walk across my my, uh, path, and he carried a chipmunk. That was my friend. I'd say hi every day, and he'd run across. But I know they're damaging to your space of place. So do you have a better idea of how to fix that? I don't think my whole porch needs rehauling because it's quite sturdy. Although I have two pavements on the porch that extend from there, and I think my husband said that the hot and cold separates them, and it'll rock, you know, a little bit, but we've never fallen through. So I don't know what to do there either. I mean, I don't know if we should cement that space between the blocks of concrete. Well, let's ask Randy here. Randy Pantano, what do you think? Yes, what your husband said uh, certainly would work as far as stopping the critter, but you still have the void underneath the porch, and it's just going to make another hole someplace else. So you need to get rid of his home, so to speak, there. And we do that at Heel Tech, but we what's called a mud jacky. Oh, that's the word I've heard, yeah. Mm -hmm. But then do they raise your whole porch up and pour in uh, ground or something? Uh, we can raise the porch up, but uh, if you just need void filled, we can do that as well. Okay, what did you call that? We can just fill void, or we can raise it up, either one. Just mud jacking. And it's, or... uh, it's called mud jacking. Oh, uh, my, that's what they, oh, okay. Yes. But, I, but my doing it wouldn't help. See, my husband's not well now, <clears throat> so he can't do it, so I thought I'd learn to be a jack-of-all-trades. <laughs> well, Mary, what happens is when the house is built... They, the loose soil is pushed up against the foundation, and then when a front porch is poured over it, even 47 years ago, that yeah. soil under the porch settles, and, and it, it does what it's supposed to do. So it's not just the critter. It's very common that are some very large, you know, I mean, big enough to get people in there, voids under these front porches because they're typically supported by piers. So what Randy's talking about is, you know, th- these could be big cavities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like your teeth. Well, um, I don't know this, but how um, expensive is it to get mudjacking in, and does it depend on what they think about the situation? 
Yeah, usually it's about a third of the cost of replacement, the mudjacking. And what's nice is if you got older concrete, like you said, it all matches. You start replacing concrete. It's like you paint one wall and the whole room needs painting. And yes, you got a nice yes. bright gray porch and then beige sidewalk. So this way everything matches. And it's usually about a third of the cost of replacement. And there's actually a three-year warranty with the mudjacking. Uh, well, there's no oh, really? With new concrete. Well, I wrote your number, 800-246-9021. That is correct. 979721. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, pardon me, 97. Okay, so the the process ongoing then would be calling your company. They'd come out and take an overview of what we're talking about and then give us a quote. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And then we would decide what's that third figure you gave me a third of what you asked how much it costs usually mudjacking is one third the cost of replacement so it's actually cheaper the mudjack than replace the front porch right oh you meant then replace the porch yes right right oh i think the porch is quite sturdy i mean we've put some little concrete in spaces but it's never it doesn't give way uh so i think i'd opt for mudjacking itself is that a day's work or an hour or 10 hours or Yes, it's a day's day's work, and there's a three-year warranty with that as well. Day's work. Yep. Oh, Lord. It's a big piece of equipment to come to a small job, so, you know, that's kind of how it all is. Oh, okay. Well, I've heard that word all my life, so, um, you know, at least it sounds familiar to my ears. But I just didn't know if self-home treatment was sufficient to what I Now, I have not seen any chipmunks anymore. Well, now you'll still need to do what your husband was describing to close in that access. Once Helitech fills the void, you still have that simple repair that, you know, either okay. Helitech can do or you could as well. It's, it's not, it's like, you know, icing a cake, only you're right, doing it with cement. Right, but how does Helitech, without disturbing my existing porch, which I'd rather not, how do they see under there the void or the space or the whatever? Do you we know act- what I'm saying? Yeah, we actually drill holes in the, in the porch, and it fills oh. the void. If there's void, it, it'll it'll fill the area that's all voided. Yeah, you so can, you'll drill holes on the top. top of the porch and yes. then fill them later back up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll refer all this knowledge if I remember. I wrote down pretty much to my husband, and we'll. I guess we'll just call and see where we're going with the price tag and the effect of needing to do it. I don't know if we need to do it ASAP or next year or what. Oh, I'd get it before it gets too cold here, Mary. You know, oh, would you? Yeah, oh, don't, yeah, don't delay on this to... stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I've seen well, those then... holes for a chipmunk turn into a rabbits and then squirrels and then possums and skunks, and then you get a groundhog, and you've really got some big holes. Yep, yep. Okay, we're going to wrap it up here. Randy and Scott here. Randy, thanks for joining us this morning. we got Hour 2 coming up on Home Improvement. The Voice of the Cardinals. News Radio 1120 KMOX. KMOX HD St. Louis. 102.5 KEZK. HD3 St. Louis.